What's going on, everybody? It's your boy Rance, aka Ray Cash. We're back at you once again with a new episode of the Outsiders Edge edition of the SMC podcast. Uh, our boy Caleb is on a bit of a hiatus. Uh, we're not going to tell you we fired him, but no, we didn't fire him. We're just joking. Uh, but it's me and Carl again. Carl, what's going on? Not much, man. What's going on with you? Um, I don't know why I asked that because you can't answer it. I'm trying to talk. Yeah, completely ridiculous. Like an hour before this, so yeah. Uh, yeah, doing. yeah. We fired Caleb for real. That's fine. Um, and we brought someone way better. So we're, it's we're joking. Still. We're joking. Caleb isn't fired. He quit. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. No, we're and joking. We, we're joking. We're we joking. found a replacement. Uh, <laughs> so it's gonna be fine. It's it's gonna be much more listen listenable. Is that a word? Listenable? That works. I'm, I'm showing my southern heritage by saying things like that. Well, so, technically, uh, we all from the south. All three of us. Today. That's that's true. That's true. So I'm going to just, you know what? I'm not, I'm going to let her introduce herself because I'm really excited. We we haven't had a a woman on the show before, and this is pretty big deal for us. I'm pretty excited about it. We've been trying to get that perspective. So I'm going to let her just introduce herself to the world. I'm sure plenty of people that listen to us probably know her anyway, but um, the floor is yours. Um, other than saying my name, which is Sierra Reed, that's how I introduce myself. I do a lot of writing for women's wrestling. I cover it over at Pro Wrestling Ponderings. I've been covering women's wrestling for, shoot, maybe eight years at this point. Maybe. I don't know. Can't keep track. But yeah, I'm here. Uh, thank you guys for having me on. Thank you. For I don't get asked on. to be on podcasts often. Well, that's going to change because we we had a – normally when we do this podcast, we just kind of talk amongst ourselves for about 30 minutes to kind of get warmed up and ready for the podcast. Mm-hmm. And like, yo, the, like the part before this is better than what the podcast is probably going to be. So, yeah, you're you're definitely on the rotation. And I know you hate this nickname, but it's hilarious. She's known as the female Dave Meltzer. So we uh, – <laughs> Oh, we no. Gotta, <laughs> She hates the, from what I've heard, she hates the nickname. So what have I gotten myself into? <laughs> I know. But no, Thanks to Rich yeah, for yeah. coining me that. And, uh, you know, the other week I did a podcast and I was just like, you know, the person was saying, and I was just like, you know what, Rich has got to change that because Meltzer is out here. He's getting trolled on Twitter for, you know, just hating women and all that stuff. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, you have to change that, bro. Like, you got to figure that out. We're going to work on a new nickname for you because you deserve one. But I just want you to know, Carl and I and Caleb in his absence, we are honored and esteemed to have you on with us. Thank you for being on. Um, it's yeah. pleasure is mine. I really don't mind. I love talking wrestling uh, more than anything. It's it's so much fun just to get out there and just speak about it. You hear that? You hear that, guys? Wrestling is supposed to be fun. Yes. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> no. Not yeah. having it. Bring us back to Earth, Carl. Bring us back to Earth. Okay, that's I will. Uh, Thank you. We're going to try to not be too long, uh, but there's so much to talk about. We had a hell of a weekend, uh, Royal Rumble weekend, everything. It's got news all out. Even if you want to go to New Japan, Fantastica, Man- Fantastica Mania. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There was a new beginning this, this weekend. Uh, like, it's so much news. So uh, I really wanted to – but I really wanted to show respect to the major – week in women's wrestling uh if we have time we'll kind of kind of run through some of the other major points of the weekend you know kenny omega might be kicked out of the bullet club and 
Andrade, Cien Almas, and Johnny Gargano had a five-star match first in, like, six years in WWE. Like, it was well, an hey, amazing yo, weekend. I do, I do actually, I know we're going to talk a lot about some other things, but real quick, I, we don't have to talk about the match at all, but I want to just say one thing about the Gargano and the Almas match, if that's okay. Oh, yeah, by all means. Uh, I know how much you loved it. This is, oh, yeah, this is, first of all, this was probably one of the best matches I feel like I've ever seen as a wrestling fan. I've been watching for a long time. I just loved it from top to bottom. But the great Dave Meltzer himself, right, Mm -hmm. gave this match five stars, and it's only the sixth WWE match he's ever given that to. And think about that company for a second. Yeah, Yeah, but think about the company that that match is now in. You're talking HBK Razor, the initial ladder match from WrestleMania 10. HBK Taker, mm. Bad Blood 97, my personal favorite match of all time. Uh, Brett Austin, Mania 13. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see, what's what's the, there's a couple others. Owen HBK, Taker and, and one, Brett, right? And HBK no, Taker one. No, it's not on there. It's HBK not. Taker one is no. It's it's the two HBK matches I mentioned. Um, Owen and Brett from SummerSlam 94. Austin and Brett. Austin and Brett, CM Punk, John Cena. So and Gargano Almas, yeah, yeah. I mean that's pretty big praise coming from him. If you if you love Dave Meltzer, I mean that's you know, just wanted to throw that out there. And for what is effectively a developmental territory. So I think even though there's still somewhat like the program is still developmental, but it's a third brand. Like it it it's pretty much a third brand. Like you're not out here throwing five star matches on developmental shows like this is a this is a brand um, yeah and you know it's funny because i'm nxt mark like i love wwe but like i'm i've watched nxt since like the old since uh when dusty was still over uh, like over on tv and jim ross was calling shows and like way like when it started on hulu and uh just to see what it's become now it's it's, it's amazing man but i just knew as good as the Rumble could have been, it couldn't have outdone what they did on Saturday. But I think the Rumble pay-per-view outdid it. Um, it may have, yeah. It might, the, in totality, and I know it's four hours to three, well, to two and a half, but it might have outdid it. So, uh, we, like I said, we'll, we'll probably get into some of the extra stuff if we can. But, yo, we had a Women's World Rumble, y'all. Like, this is like 20, 30 years overdue. Or in the making, if you will. Um, and I appreciate it. A lot of people were, were complaining that, well, there's only 17 or 18 full-time spots. So it's going to have to put, they're going to put too many legends and too many NXT people in it. Well, the purpose of that was, and before it even happened, my thought was the purpose of that would be simply because there's so many women that have fought hard for this for this situation to happen that they wanted to kind of showcase them. And then that happened. Molly Holly and... Tori Wilson and Kelly Kelly and Lita and Trish and uh, Michelle McCool, who had probably had the most surprising show and she eliminated four people. Uh, I know I'm missing somebody else. Forgive me. But, you know, like it, everything, Beth Phoenix, everything mattered, you know, and it, a lot of those women hadn't really wrestled in a while. And you could tell, but that wasn't the point. It was the point that it happened. Didn't matter. No. And it, and it still was great. And, you know, God bless Sasha. She was the Iron Woman, like we all know she would be. A... Well, yeah. let's let's think about this for a second. I, I, I definitely want to get Sierra in on it, but you know, because she's she's the woman of our group here. But uh, this Rumble, the Women's Rumble especially, 
the Rumble has always been, you're not looking for some amazing, it's not a really a wrestling match. No. You know what I mean? It's about moments. It's, 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 it's guys chilling out. It's about moments. And like, if you think about this woman's Rumble, so many surprises, so many like people we haven't seen in forever. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Molly Holly. Okay. And when she came out, I, I marked out like a kid again. Like I was, I always loved her. She was always one of my favorites. Right. Yeah. And I, I was not expecting her to come. She hasn't wrestled in a while. She's been gone and she's, she's still younger. I mean, she's not like in, up there in age necessarily. No, she's like in her forties, isn't she? Yeah. Like I mean, she's, 40s. she was, well, she's young when she started, you know, in the WWE. Yeah. And so to see her back was really cool. That was a cool moment for me, you know, and like just, and of course, you know, everyone has an attachment to other people, Trish Stratus, Jacqueline, Lita, whoever, you know, yeah. there was, there was someone, yeah, I mean, so like rumbles are about moments and surprises. It's supposed to be fun. Yeah. And the, the women's Royal rumble delivered in my opinion, most people don't want to say this and that's fine. If you don't want to say it, I thought they completely nailed it. I thought it was better than the men's and i and the reason why i say that is because they didn't have to put this match in the main event spot no. and in the main event spot it had something like when you're in the main event you've got to like you got to live up to being in the main event it's what they're gonna and remember they, by the yeah. end for the rest of the time and, yeah and they nailed it they to me it was about as good as it gets i mean i just you know well, it's hard for me to really find a lot wrong with it no i, I if you like, if you ask me to, like, be an asshole and, like, literally run through a fine-tooth comb, of course we could critique it, but that's not the point of wrestling. That's not what we're going to do. Right. That's not what we do on this podcast. Um, I do think the Men's Royal Rumble was structured better, and be- and that might be because we've seen so many recently that have been structured so poorly. I don't think they've right. been as bad as so many people have thought they were, but, like, the Men's Royal Rumble was structured absolutely – it was absolutely flawlessly structured. You can say what you want about what happened in the ring. I'm just talking about the structure of it as – who came sure. in, the spots, like it was perfect. But the Women's Royal Rumble was absolutely the right choice to close. It was absolutely, um, they read the temperature of the room. It was the perfect moment. They had the right people. I wish Paige could have been in it. I hate that she couldn't. Sure. Like there was Fox. some people. Fox, got, man, I hate that for Fox because Fox yeah. has been there so long and I know she's wanted that for so long. But, you know, she'll have her moment, I'm sure. Cause like Fox is gonna be there for a while. Like they, I like she's just seemed like she's gonna be like a lifer, you know. Uh, but it's enough. We've <laughs> talked enough. Sierra, what did you think about the Rumble? Let us let let us know. First and foremost, I want people to understand is that the Royal Rumble for the women wasn't necessarily just the match to be a match like the Royal Rumble is usually is. It was a celebration of everything that these women have contributed to that division regardless of the name uh it was a total celebration of that and every woman involved in that match should have been involved in the match i honestly you know because i like to do armchair booking if i had it my way every freaking body would have been involved in this (laughs) i don't care it was the homegirl at catering if you Jan that was doing the makeup back in the day, she would have been involved in this. Like, you know, you, you know, Sandra that was a seamstress, she would have been involved in this. You beat me Every, I was about to say her, yeah. Everybody that was a woman in that company that worked hard for over a decade or more should have been involved in this match. I don't care what they did. 
because it's a celebration of that women's contributions to that company and yes the company still has a lot of things to work on when it comes to their female employees and you know the ethics that's done backstage especially like you know regarding like pay wise and all that stuff but you know seeing something like that actually be a thing for real and now knowing that this is going to be an every year thing and not a one-time thing of haha you get it once we don't care to give it to you again yeah. now knowing that you know they're being serious about putting the women on the same platform the same plateau as their male superstars because they're all superstars there's no separation there's no well you know we can't have trish go and do this because it's a little difficult for the women it's none of that it's all abolished and you know you brought up michelle mccool and i remember she was doing uh you know the move that mandy rose does i think it's called the wings of love yeah and they took that away from her in 2007 and told her it's too devastating for the girls and gave her the styles clash yep just as devastating probably more devastating Yes, you know, because you're falling flat on your face, really. You want that way around, yeah. Yeah, so seeing her in this match and getting to eliminate a number of people, you know, a lot of people are like, you know, why would they let Michelle McCool do that? And I'm like, do you guys realize Michelle McCool, Mickey James, Beth Phoenix, and, you know, there's a couple other people that would have been in this match but weren't, Victoria. have gotten to do something that a lot of women in this company didn't get to do. They got to hold the Divas Championship and the women's belt. Yeah. She should be eliminating these young girls. Everybody. Like, that's a GOT to me. Greatest of all time. She should be doing it. Trish should be coming in at number 30. She's the greatest of all time. Seven-time women's champion. No one else has done that. Charlotte and Sasha might get close to that one day, but Trish set that mold. They have to break that. So all of these women being in this match and, you know, Kelly Kelly, I know everybody was talking about her performance. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't care. I'm like, Kelly could have came out there and ran the ropes and fell out and eliminated her. So I don't freaking care. It's She should be there. Like, all of them should be there. It's a celebration of everything that they've done, past and present, bad, good. It was just a good moment to see that as a fan. Like, yeah. wow. The women well, are main event in this to your point with with, like with kelly kelly i think it's really interesting because a lot of people see her as you know this terrible wrestler or whatever Mm -hmm. we were talking about this off air before we started but like a lot of people see her as this terrible wrestler but let's keep in mind that's usually the hardcore fans like casual fans liked maybe let's loved kelly kelly Mm -hmm. she was popular like so we can't just forget about a sect of wrestling fans Right. As hardcore as we are, right. just because we don't like how she was running the ropes or whatever, right. and, I, and that's, well, that's such a good point that you made there, you know. And I also want to say that there are different things. A wrestling a wrestling card is like a variety show, so like right. I wouldn't ex- I wouldn't hold Santino to the same respects I would hold AJ Styles to. So everybody no. had right. their place on the card and their point. So Kelly might wasn't there to wrestle your five star. Mm-mm. You know, no, she was there for what she did, and what she did, she excelled at it. So right. yeah, she deserved to be. And then, and then here's the thing: is she didn't show up, and a few other of those women that was, you know, around the time when it was strictly the divas division, she would have been, you know, called out for being stuck up or thinking she's too good. But at the same time, yeah. her showing up, 
you know, I was kind of shocked. You know, I said it to somebody that, you know, that a lot of women from that era that gets, you know, you know, torn into pieces to this day, even though it's, you know, been over almost a decade ago, it feels like, you know, a lot of those women showed up as opposed to the ones that are, you know, as the IWC says, real wrestlers, you yeah, know, absolutely. I was shocked that Victoria wasn't involved in this. She's still been wrestling. Uh, I don't understand that. Melina is still wrestling, still looks great. Yeah. Um, you know, there's there's a lot of women that were there during a time and had like a role that weren't involved in this. Ashley Massaro. And Ashley Massaro. No, we didn't need that. But you know, I didn't want her either. But she's a diva <laughs> champ. She wrestled a match at, on at WrestleMania. She was Playboy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I would like. Got a big to, push. I would like to have seen that. I, I would like to have seen Jillian Hall, but I only know yeah. Jillian Hall is still involved in wrestling. But you know. I, it just always cracked me up because I was just like, yeah, it's funny. You guys hated all of them, but they're all here because they love this yeah. thing that you claim that they don't. And then to see how they're tearing Nikki Bella apart for just saying something in defense of all the women. The same it thing that shows, Naya and Sasha said at the same day. Yes. It's, it just shows you that there is a sect of us fans that's gotten past that. And don't see that there is a problem with that. But there's still that sect of fans that hate these women because of their background prior to wrestling. And just don't understand that people change. And you have to get over that. But it, I just, I, I enjoy Kelly Kelly. I enjoyed seeing her in there. The one person, Tori Wilson. I was shocked she was there. What? I was shocked. Okay, first of all. I am OG Tori Wilson stand. I've been a fan since WCW. <laughs> WCW. I, am, yeah. I, I am not ashamed to say it because the first time I seen Tori Wilson, I said, I don't know what she does, but I need to figure it out because <laughs> she is freaking gorgeous. Like yeah. that woman has no flaws, never has. And another thing I love about Tori Wilson is her attitude. She just loved doing it and she just always seemed like she's having fun and I watched like um there used to be uh what was that confidential they used yeah. to have on uh the former Spike TV and I remember they did a piece on Tori Wilson on there and she was talking about her eating disorder that she had developed in her teenage years and yeah, uh no look one knew that, that. and yeah, here's the thing it. at that time when I was watching that I was going through one in my adolescence. So for me, I was already a fan and I was just like, wow, she can overcome this. I can do this. And just seeing how she's just so candid about her experiences and just, you know, she did wrestling. She got thrown into it, not thinking she was going to stay as long as she did. And to see her come out there, first of all, when her and Terry Reynolds and them came on the stage during Raw, I said, I don't know what Terry Reynolds has been doing for the past 20 years, but good Lord. Yeah. Tori stunted <laughs> on everybody. Mm-hmm. She was just like, y'all haven't seen me in a decade, but I still look good. Oh, yeah. And maybe better. Maybe I, I was sitting there thinking like, does she do something to herself or is she just genetically <laughs> she's, just fine? She's a fitness like, guru. So yeah. She genetically just, superior. Yeah. Well, she too. just, no it Charlotte. Just, seeing her face involved in all that, it was just like, wow, like, Tori Wilson, like, 
never would have thought I would see the day where she was back in that ring again. Because I remember when they did the um, WrestleMania 25 Battle Royal. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, she and was, like five for five seconds or however long it was. She was really upset with that battle royal of how things went. And especially with Santina Morellin winning it. And yeah. her yeah. comment that stuck with me to this day, well, when she said, when Trish pulls out of a match, you know something's wrong. Yeah. That's so great. That's great. That's great she refused to do anything after that. So seeing that she was just like, you know what? Let me put on these tights and come out here and, you know, to need a little more time. <laughs> I, I do want to like, say, okay. you say she has no flaws. She has one. She married Kidman. It's not her fault. Well, so. I can't blame her because you know <laughs> he was cute back in the day. Yeah, I got you. I got you. He had the well, hair. Well, not only that, but he was like one of the kings of the cruiserweights back then. And oh, then man. yeah, the shooting you star press, man. Come on. Yeah. So he I mean, I I can't blame her for doing that at that time. But nowadays, although like, Tori, what are you doing? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Move although we should, we should definitely. Well, with with Kidman too, though, we kind of try and forget about the the flock days when he was doing the seven oh. and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah, old school WCW fans here, guys. So a lot of y'all probably yep. know what the fuck that is. Um, <laughs> Shameful. Uh, so I do. I I kind of want to focus in on the end of the match. Um, so you know, with with these rumbles, especially, I think it started. What was it in two thousand eight when Cena came back at thirty when he was supposed to be hurt. And it was like the, mm-hmm. the showdown yeah, between yeah. Cena, Batista, and Triple H, and they had the little pose off. Like, I feel like ever since then, the last three or four people in the Rumble is kind of telling from from a, uh, from a company's perspective, either, like, what's going to happen towards us, Mania, who's next, like, the kind of the top guys, or the ne- like, it's, it's always something that the company tries to tell you, in my opinion. Like, with the men, the final six were... Uh, it was um, Cena, Roman, Cena, and Mysterio. Well, Cena, Orton, Mysterio. Cena, Orton, Mysterio. That's one generation. Yes, Finn, and... Nakamura, Roman. Thank you. So yeah, so, generational. Like, was... Right, and then once uh, once Orton and Mysterio got eliminated, it was the guys we pushed, Cena and Roman, versus the guys you wanted to push in Finn and Nakamura. So I kind of feel yeah. like you can tell. So with the women, it was. Very telling, and for the record, Sierra, I called Brie Bella being in the Rumble. Like I called that. Like a lot of people didn't think she would be. I figured she would be in it because it's not I too mean, much. She for had her to be. Do. Yeah, it's not too much for her to do if she's not fully fully ready. Um, but with Nikki and Brie and Sasha and Oscar, um, I think it's telling because clearly Charlotte and Alexa couldn't be in the match because they're champions. Um, yeah. And you always have to have a shock elimination. So Becky being eliminated was your shock elimination. But I think the company was trying to do what they did in the men's rumble with, which is kind of have the pit the old guard versus the new guard. Um, and you saw Sasha started to be a little more heelish, if you will, or show a little more shades of gray. You know, because you can, like, clearly you can see Sasha has an issue with Oscar. Uh, whether yeah. it's jealousy, whether it's I want your spot, whether it's I've been the queen of this division, and then you just come in here trying to take everything. Whatever it is, there's an issue there. We saw it Monday with their amazing match they had. We can touch on that later. But what did you think of the final four? Would you have had it be somebody different? With with the competitors that were in the match, like, I know in a perfect world it would have been whatever, but in a perfect world, like, in, in this world, like what we saw, did you think it was the right competitors? 
because clearly the right person won. I think most of us can agree Oscar should have won. I think I don't know how you feel, but I know Carl and I are kind of on the same page with that. But like, what did you think? Um, was it the right four? Did you like how how the final went down? Were you, were you okay with the winner? Like, what did you think about kind of the ending of the match? I was uh, completely fine with Oscar winning. Uh, I had like. I don't know how many like picks to win this rumble match, but <laughs> at the same time, I was, now. you know, at the same time, I was just like, I don't care who wins. I just want to see this actually happen. And uh, like I said, I had Oscar, I had Paige before the whole injury situation, and then um, I had Sasha Banks as my backup, and I also had like was sitting there, and I was just like, you know what? It'd be kind of cool to see Mickey James do this. You know, she's the rugged veteran. She's been there through the, you know, the previous division that yeah. was, you know, ridiculed and backlash. And, you know, they still kind of haven't touched on the whole situation with Sasha Banks and those comments she made about, you know, division beforehand and she's an improvement and stuff like Word. that. Like, yeah. there is a story right there her and Mickey James could pick up because, you know, Mickey James, she's, you know, old school and she's up there in age and, you know, older people, they, you know, they get stuck on the last thing you say and be like, you know, that 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 really bothered me that you said that last Tuesday. Yeah, but that'd but, be rough to do with Sasha as a baby. So with yeah. her turning more heelish again, I can yeah. revenge yeah. on it. Yeah. But see, that, that right there, that could be a in-ring promo where Sasha does turn heel. Absolutely. And just, Absolutely. just rips Mickey James, to, just tears her down and just, you know, assaults, like, any of her credibility that can be a moment right there see i'm thinking of shit y'all need to figure it out wwe like i'm telling you <laughs> they listen, I've to, got us. This they listen to us if you didn't know like they listen to us for some reason like stuff happens we talked about like i got blocked from one of the young bucks and i don't even tweet i don't know how it happened <laughs> but i said something about him one day and i was blocked like they listen to us so maybe it'll yeah. happen so i mean that could be a moment in itself and that would actually be a good idea to use mickey james to do that Absolutely. and mickey james has made some stars in that company but yeah you know and like i said i at first was like that'd be kind of cool just to have let her have that next wrestlemania moment of like i've been gone for several years i'm she's like the only woman that's a triple crown winner that's held every women's championship that's yeah. on television in old, north america old women yeah, you know, was, so, and, yeah, good point. Knockouts. And so that would have been a moment of like, hey, I came back and you guys weren't expecting it, but hey, I'm in the Mania matchup. But at the same time, I actually thought the final four before the whole injury situation with Alicia Fox and it was going to be Nikki Bella, Paige, Asuka, Sasha Banks. Okay. And the reason why I said that is because you've got all the variables of the division. Yeah past, present, currently. And what it came down to was the Bellas, Asuka, Sasha Banks. And when I sat there and I was just like, this visual is something. Like, it's a think piece in itself. Because you got the Bella twins who have been there for ten over 10 years. Over 10, yeah. Yeah, Leisha Fox has been there for almost over 10 years, too. So you got the two women that's been there for over 10 years. And you know, rally behind the scenes to have Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, and Bailey pulled up when the company kept telling them they're not ready. They rallied for those girls oh, and yeah. also helped, 
you know, puts forth this change that's going on. So you got them there as the rugged veterans protecting the locker room and for the investment of the locker room. And then you got Sasha Banks, who grew up watching these women and forming her own sentiments in her head of like, I hate everything that they're doing with these women and wanting to be the complete opposite. She gets to stand across from them in the ring. Then you have Asuka, who doesn't have shit to do with any of these women, <laughs> had a 10-plus career over in Japan, didn't have to be in divisions, didn't have to be under companies named by, you know, a random adjective, nothing. Companies she's, named by a random adjective. <laughs> yeah, like, That's you know, funny. She's, She's from a different perspective because in Japan, there is multiple women's promotions. No one is tagged anything differently. You know, it's it's fine. Women wrestling women all the time, every day of the week. It's a normal thing. Yeah. And she comes here to the United States where there is women's promotions, but then she comes to a company that's known for not treating their women with the same respect as their men. So... That's why I said she has nothing to do with any of these women because she's already lived a life that they're now getting to enjoy. Yeah. So to see her win that shows you that, one, the company sees something in Asuka. I mean, I could have told them about eight years ago when I first seen her. I was just like, Mama is bad. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. to see that she's getting a WrestleMania moment and then on top of that, you know, people, I think everybody uh, – because they follow New Japan and stuff like that. I'm not an avid watcher of it. It's too long, y'all. It's too long. Uh, you Look, you're the, right on par with us. Trust me. It's too fucking long. I can't. Like, my ADD that I don't have kicks in. And I'm just like, look, y'all. Y'all want to take this match home? Get the other one out here for three minutes? Because yeah, I don't have time yeah, to stay up four and five hours in the morning. I don't many, have time. And too many damn tag matches. Look, we're not gonna, We're not going to shit on... New Japan right now. This is not I that mean, come on. It's not that podcast. That's next. You week. know, but but I think some fans forget that when it comes to women's wrestling and wrestling in general, there's not been in many instances besides wrestling over in Japan where Asian performers are put on that plateau of being a big deal. Yep. And to see Asuka come in that company twenty something years later after Bull Nakano, the last women's champion in that company that was of Asian descent. Yeah. And get her WrestleMania moment and been built up as this undefeated, you know, just ass kicking machine and get this fan base that never seen this woman before had, didn't know anything of her, just latch onto her. That is a beautiful sight to see. So there is so much with her winning that that it means something. And it's a big deal that she won the first one. And they didn't go with what could be considered like a typical person to win it. And this really sets the bar high for next year's. Because you never know. Next year, we might have, you know, Kyrie Sane is probably going to be on the roster by that point. Amber? They might go over Japan and bring more Joshis over. Well, You don't know who's going to be there next year. You know I want to say her name right. Io Shirai. Is that how you say it? Yes. Yeah. Io she Shirai. Was, she was signed, but she was hurt. And instead right. of taking the time off what they wanted, she's just re-signed with stardom, I think. Did she re-sign with stardom? Yeah. Well, she actually returned. Yeah. Yeah. But she was like, they she they had the contract on, like they were ready to sign her. And people tell me, I, again, I don't, I don't watch enough Josie wrestling. This is something I'm 
working on ingratiating into my wrestling diet. But oh, you need to, honey. Yeah. I'm telling you, you haven't lived your life until you see it. <laughs> I'm learning. Yes, I am learning. But uh, EO might be better than than Oscar from a lot of things people are telling me. So yeah. That's the new fan saying it. That's okay. Let me step on my uh, you know, soapbox here. Um, Uh-oh. I know there's a lot of new Stardom fans that are probably seeing Joshi wrestling for the first time ever in their life. That's great. That's fine. That's dandy. I'm proud that you're doing it. Io Shirai is a G-O-A-T. Okay? There's no dispute in that. She's been that for years. She's been, the way she's wrestling now and at the level she's wrestling now, she's been doing that for over 10 years. And no one paid attention to it. Her and Kana, who's Oscar now, they were a tag team. Oh, okay. Years ago. Didn't know that. So they never had a one-on-one matchup. Ever. So there's that intrigue of if that ever happens. But to, I can't sit here and say, because I've been a long-time watcher of both women's careers, way before they got considered by WWE or anybody else started figuring out who they were. Mm-hmm. For me, I cannot say that Io is a better performer than Asuka because Asuka has something that a lot of performers today on the indies in Japan, wherever, worldwide, does not have. And that's the theatrics. Okay. And playing up her gimmick and not only playing up her gimmick, but investing you in it with her mobility. Yeah. Everything she does, she's consumed in it. And when you're watching it, you get lost in her art. She's doing what you're supposed to do in professional wrestling and not out there doing 450s just to do 450s because it's cute. It makes sense. She's. It makes sense. And yeah. even if you're sitting there watching it, you're just like, why did she just backfist her? To you, it makes sense because you're into it. Yeah. She's drawing you in, and you can't help but get caught up in her character and everything she does because she makes you a believer from everything she does. There's not a lot of wrestlers that are capable of doing that. And male or female, for that record. Male or, male or female. And EO... The difference between them two, her performance says it all for her. Theatrics, Sloan, like her gimmick and stuff like that, that's not really there. Yeah, but, but WWE will, be, will build that up if she ever comes out. Like that they'll, they'll definitely build it yeah, up. That's what they're great at, is kind of the extra. Mm-hmm. Production. Yeah. Right. That's that's their that's their niche, so yeah. to speak. But, you know, they'll, they'll figure it out if she ever gets, you know, reconsidered to be brought back in. They'll figure it out for her. You know, but that's the difference between them two where Asuka had that going on when she got to the company. And I'm being honest with you, what we see on television every Monday night. Nothing. I've seen videos. Yes, it's nothing. It's it's the same thing that I was seeing over in Japan for years. The same fucking character, just a different name. (laughs) I'm not even lying. I have seen videos. Uh, So when, when uh, when she, so you know, whenever somebody gets signed, uh, right. They kind of made their debut, if you will, ringside at a takeover. Right. So when she made her debut and they said Kana, I was like, okay. Uh, so she's standing next to Ric Flair. She's important. Who is she? Right. I looked up some videos. And, like, there was one. So in one, I, I saw the video where Minoru Suzuki beat the hell out of her. The respect mm-hmm. thing over there. And, like, okay. <laughs> Ultimate respect right there. They didn't take that. And then mm-hmm. I saw, like, her kind of her best of. Yo, she, there was one part where she kicked Funaki so hard, 
like they paused the video and in Funagi's face you could tell that he regretted ever learning how to wrestle <laughs> <laughs> like, so uh, that's all I needed to know. Like, I mean, she's—I mean, she's wrestling great matches now. I think the match that she had with Sasha is more close to what she can, yes. or the matches she had with Ember, because Ember. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't know, I'm—I live in Houston. Uh, Reality of Wrestling is Booker T's promotion down here. Right. And uh, I've been going. I, I go know about their, Ember. Yeah. So I go to their shows a lot. And I've helped work their shows, picking up stuff, because uh, mm-hmm. I was going to train there to learn how to wrestle, but I don't know if you if you can see on the Skype, but I have a heart monitor. I have a heart problem. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, a friend of mine was training, so I would help with them. But I have a kinship to Ember, or Adrian, her real name, because of the connection. Right. So I've always kind of bigged her up more than maybe at times she should have been bigged up, but I've always been behind right. her. But Ember is... In that company, probably the closest, I think, like 100% to her talent. So the match she had with Ember, the match she had with Sasha is closer to what Oscar really does. Like Oscar's like painting by numbers when she's wrestling a lot of these women. Right. And then, you know, the things with her and uh, Ember, um, I'm not sure. I would have to like really look this up on like a wrestling database. You know, I think they had one match against each other back in Shimmer, but if they never did, but here's the thing, they had wrestled around each other for a number of years, so they kind of understood each other's style. Yeah. So, when that match got performed, I was just like, well, I'm going to see a spectacle, because I know both of them, what they're capable of. Following, you know, Ember Moon, when, you know, she first came out as Athena Reese, and, you know, so I knew what they both were capable of, but that match against Sasha Banks was just... It was it was so delicious yeah. as a cake that I I just was like I want more of it and I didn't regret it and I was just like this right here one day is going to be a main event of Absolutely. a big show and you know what to, for me like they've shown that Carl, Carl jump in when you get a chance they've shown that they're going to give the women main events I mean maybe not like they're starting to get to like the big ones like the Hell in the Cell right. and the rumbles and elimination chambers but they'll show them they'll give you the main event on a raw whatnot what's more important to me is that uh and i want to i want to segue into something that isn't relevant now but i kind of want to get your take on it because i didn't get a chance to mm-hmm. at the time what's more important to me is that they let them go out all out all out like that because so many right. of the matches they, they i mean don't get me wrong they let them wrestle and like if it's like sasha or, or charlotte somebody or Paige back when she was still wrestling who has some clout to do a little more than what they want they let them go a little more like they they those girls went out there and wrestled like they fought like they had a Mm -hmm. real passionate match that previous years they'd have been like don't do that and i think that's gonna become the norm i just jump in real quick on 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 sasha and oscar because you guys remember and i i'm my dates i'm real bad with dates and all this shit so just give me a sec here Mm -hmm. but if if i recall takeover brooklyn SummerSlam. They had Sasha. It was, I believe, Ember was uh, facing Oscar for the title mm-hmm. for the NXT Women's Championship. That they had the Sasha time, on that. I think so. They had Sasha on the pre-show, and Sasha was all about some Oscar. She hasn't mm-hmm. faced me like Oscar's undefeated in NXT, but she never had to deal with me. Word. Like everything that's kind of coming back, and you look at like the way they did the Final Four, and Sasha was like all about like I'm gonna hook up with the Bella Twins here so we can get rid of Oscar. Like whatever I could do to show up, Oscar. Oscar's been, she's been wanting to show her up since since 
she heard how great she was, and she had to hear all these commentators talking about how amazing Asuka was. Absolutely. And to see the way they did it in the match, I mean, Sasha did everything she could she to try and get a victory. Damnedest. Everything. She did that, that, that damn ass. suicide dive that I hate, where I'm afraid Sasha's going to break Oh, my neck. God, I hate that move. And so she did everything. She threw the kitchen sink at Asuka and couldn't get it done. And this is on a Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Right. Like, imagine if they get an opportunity down the line at a WrestleMania, at a SummerSlam, whatever, like, it's going to be off the chain. They really did, like, tore it down, you know? I'm, I'm booking it already for SummerSlam. I feel like it's going to go for a while because I feel like right now that match on Monday Night Raw, just just sitting there and watching it and just was like, you know what? This right here is a catalyst to turn Sasha Banks heel. Like, yeah. you have, you know, they talk about it on commentary at nauseum to the point where I just be like, okay, God damn it, I get it. Like, I <laughs> get it she's one of the force force women like i get it but what they're trying to tell you is that she came in her charlotte becky lynch came up first they were part of this revolution to undo everything that was currently there and yeah. make a change that was already in the process but they really rushed it when they came up yeah. and then you know, Bailey came up, and Bailey, since she's been on the main roster, hasn't been able to capitalize on the success that she had in NXT. And it's more so because of writing and them just not really knowing what to do with her as a big baby face. I disagree with that, but we'll talk about that another time. Yeah. Like, I feel like Bailey, she needs somebody that can really bring that storyline out of her. But at the same time, with Sasha Banks, We've been able to see that she is that good. She's had multiple time, you know, women's reigns. Mm-hmm. Same with Charlotte. Charlotte's at, I don't even know the number at this point because right. it feels like she's a champion every time I turn around. Same thing with Alexa Bliss. We've seen these women come up from NXT and be able to be that good and do those things that they've been promising. So now you have Asuka, like I said, who has shit all to do with what's going on, doesn't care about the movement you've been pushing (laughs) because she's been doing this forever. It's not nothing different to her. She comes in there and tells you basically by being undefeated and just – winning at everything she does that that shit right there you've been doing does not matter and seeing Sasha Banks throwing everything at her to try to be the one that defeats her and you know everything she said she was going to do and see that she couldn't get the job done solidifies that hey you guys were good but now who's coming up next might be 10 times better than you well, we knew that, like, we knew Asuka didn't give a shit about anybody anyway at the end of the Rumble when she slapped Ronda Rousey's hand away from her, like, who the fuck are you? Like, I don't care about you. Yeah. I mean, Asuka, I mean, and that's what's great about her anyway. I mean, even with the, like you said, the theatrics, and that's why I love Asuka so much. And I didn't pick Asuka to win because I went for a wild card shot. But Asuka don't was the right Don't tell one. who it was because she's going to laugh care. at your ass. No, that's fine. That's fine. Um, Carmella? I no, I picked Ruby. I like Ruby a lot. But, yeah. Anyways. Actually, I would have picked that, too, because, I mean, Ruby is fucking good. But she had no shot. Right, 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 right. Like, she had no All right, shot. let's just Give her a talk about old shit. All I'm, I'm not saying to say she is, doesn't deserve to have a shot. Just the way things are now, she had no shot. Right. But, like, so my deal, though, is, like, you think about Asuka and the fact that she just slapped away Ronda's hand, and you were talking about the theatrics, which is why I think Asuka is the perfect winner for this, because 
I just I think about one of my favorite moments of the of the women's rumble was her and Ember. And oh, Ember yeah. comes in and she's screaming. Ember's being her Twilight self, and selling she's got the hurt arm. arm. Yeah, she's got to sell on the arm. And Oscar looks at her and just points at the arm and kind of mocks her a little bit. <laughs> like, what are you gonna do? Like, look at you. I beat you in NXT twice. It may have been when she beat her twice just or three twice. times. Just twice. Just twice. Beat her twice, and now you're coming in here with a messed up arm. I'm gonna whoop your ass again. Like Oscar, and you felt it. Like you feel that with her because she just knows how to express herself. Yeah, she knows how to express that. I like Sasha might say she's the boss, but Oscar shows you. You know, <laughs> I am the boss. This is my division, and like, so yeah. I mean, just so the whole thing with Oscar is perfect. Let me let me segue. Uh, to this, because uh, we're gonna get to Ronda in a second here. That's because that's probably where we're gonna kind of cut it off, sort of, kind of. But um, I do want to get both of your opinion. What do you think Oscar's gonna go towards for WrestleMania? Because remember, the new rule is, or the brought back rule is, she has her choice. Uh, so do you think she's gonna go after Alexa or Charlotte? And I realize that sounds like a stupid question on the top, but Alexa has been pushed harder than any woman this year. Besides, it's not named Oscar. So, like, how, what do you think? Where do you see them going, Carl? What do you think? Uh, I still think she's gonna go for Charlotte. Um, because I know she's on. That, that, that means she'll go to SmackDown then. Yeah, and, you know, all I know. These things we're we're pitching won't happen for a while. That's why I'm asking. Well, I I know, but you can. I know this. I don't mean to sound like ridiculous but with ronda being there now and i know we're going to talk about her yeah i feel like you can bring ronda onto raw as a replacement for oscar in that vein and so what i'm saying well the reason why i say charlotte is because it's oscar and i don't feel like i don't i don't feel like alexa as much as i've come around on alexa over the months i wasn't crazy about alexa at first but as much as i've come around on her i don't feel like she's a threat and I feel like not. that's the point. I feel, yeah. And I, but I feel like Charlotte and I feel like Oscar, like Charlotte to me is the big dog, you know, in terms of how they presented her on the roster. And I feel like Oscar is going to be like, that's who I want. I want Charlotte because she's the big dog. And also I think that's going to be the better match. Just FYI. Oh, so I'm a little biased, absolutely. but I, I, I feel like it's an opportunity to say, okay, we can put Oscar. She beats Charlotte. She moves to SmackDown. And now we have Ronda on Raw, and I know we're going to talk about Ronda, but like that's just kind of like I feel like you can make that replacement, you can make that move, even though I love Oscar where she's at currently. Yeah. But I feel like the women's division is a little bit stronger in terms of overall, a little bit on on SmackDown, in terms yeah. of actual talent. You know yeah, what I mean? Absolutely. So that that's that's what I would say she would do. So. Sierra. I I think I have two thoughts in mind. I think Oscar is either going to say both. <laughs> just just to, oh, yeah. she's yeah. she say both because she's one of those people like we've been saying that she does not care. Like she's willing to go for everything and then some. And I also feel like she's going to say both just to toy with Alexa Bliss, who is terrified of her, obviously. You can yeah. see it in her face. Yeah. She don't want no problems with her. Okay, so, but I feel like she's going to pick Charlotte. Like, there's going to be some type of segment that draws on and on where it's who's Asuka going to pick for the next couple of weeks. And I think that'd be cool because it kind of plays up that this is important. The Royal Rumble happened for a reason. And it also puts that significance to it that, like, we should care that she won this and not that she won this. Kind of like how they do the guys. Like, 
okay, they're the Royal Rumble winner and they're going to Mania. And then it's just like, you know, okay, I'm supposed to care for the next couple of months. But they have an opportunity to play it up with Asuka, especially with her saying that she wants both. And then I also feel like when she picks Charlotte and she goes to SmackDown, here's the thing. You know, in a couple of months, we're going to have the draft again. True. So the roster is going to get switched around. And I have a feeling with Sasha Banks that we're on the brink of her turning heel. But I feel like something is going to happen where Sasha Banks leaves Raw abruptly. She's dissatisfied and goes to SmackDown. We've seen this with The Miz recently. Yeah. And she you know, where he changed to SmackDown, actually, like, right. in real life. Yeah. Like, can you imagine a, just the backstage segment, especially if she keeps losing? to Asuka or whoever else, or she gets left out of things, Yeah, that can really kick it off right there, where she say, you know what, I'm going to SmackDown, where they'll appreciate my talent. And then <laughs> she'll be on SmackDown with Asuka. Like, I mean, that's a good idea to keep that going, but yeah. it depends on what they're going to do. And, like I said, I think it'd be a cool thing to see Asuka just toying with both. So let me let me give you my ideas real quick, and then I want to kind of trans I want to um, uh, transition to Ronda Rousey. Um, I'm kind of like you will have two thoughts. My first thought is she's gonna say forget both titles, I want Ronda. And I think part of that could be I, I could be reading that from the way Ronda came out uh, because it kind of made I know what I know what the rumors are and all that. I've never been one to believe in rumors until they happen, but um, I just find it interesting that they've let Oscar win recently the majority of the time with the armbar instead of the Oscar lock. Um, and I felt like that was a direct point at Ronda. And I realize Ronda isn't a wrestler, but, you know, in the eyes of sports, Ronda is supposed to be, if you're not knowledgeable, one of the baddest women out. And so the, the threat of the baddest woman walking in to WWE against the bad woman in, in WWE is a hell of a draw, I think. That's not where I would go, but I can see them going that way. Um, and I can definitely see Oscar Charlotte. But what I've thought the entire time was an Oscar triple threat with Nia and Alexa. And I see that because they've been building up. Uh, I'm always big on the story, right? I try to follow the story and see where the story goes instead of just saying what I want. Um, they've been trying to tell the story of, of course, Alexa's terrified of Oscar. But Alexa also has her best friend who's bigger than everybody, stronger than everybody, tougher than everybody. And Nia and Asuka haven't had their, at least not on the main roster, really had their one-on-one blow-off, if you will. And, you know, uh, Alexa tried to convince Nia that Asuka was talking about her, even though she couldn't because we know Asuka doesn't speak fluent English and things of that nature. And there's going to be a blow-up between Alexa and Nia. And my thought is this. Alexa versus Nia is not a WrestleMania-worthy match in terms of interest, in my opinion, only because uh, the, the, the with the size difference and with Alexa being heel makes the story so hard to tell. Because Nia is so likable, even as a even as a heel, but the, it's you just expect just like you would with Al, with Oscar Alexa, you'd expect Alexa to be squashed. But if you have the world thinking that Nia and Alexa are going to work together to take out Oscar, and you have Oscar have to climb both heels of the conniving heel world champ 
and the irresistible force, I think that really puts over Oscar as the toughest in the entire division. Now, will they do any of that? Probably not. But I think that's something on the table, and that way you get a chance to have everybody, not just give everybody a spot on the card, but have something that puts more people on the card, and it makes sense, and it is respectful to the position it has as a world championship match on the card. I could be dead as wrong, but you know that's just that's just, just I've kind of seen that even before the Rumble. I thought well, that's you're going. you're wrong because no, I'm just kidding. But I will I will say this like. <laughs> uh, the reason why I do think Nia and Alexa is going to be the other side of this. And there's going to be like, something between those two and the other side, well, definitely. I, I feel like if, if WWE is smart, okay, and they're really trying to, you know, show us that, you know, this women's revolution is legitimate, okay, we don't need a bunch of random-ass women's matches. We need some singles title matches. Mm-hmm. So, like, the idea of Oscar Charlotte works, the idea of Nia and Alexa works on its surface, even though it may not be – a WrestleMania like marquee, like yeah. you're you you need to present both championships in singles fashion, in my opinion. Just because I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of times it's been a lot of these, a lot of triple threats. You know, you've had a lot of four ways, you've had a lot of tag matches. Like I feel yeah. like you like really right. if you're gonna do this with the men, you know, where you've got we're looking at potentially Brock and Roman, right? And we're looking at AJ and Nakamura, Potential. right? We're looking at these things, and even there's rumors of Miz defending his IC title for once on the on WrestleMania card, right? We're, we're looking at these things, and it's like you need to try and like I feel like a WrestleMania card with a lot of singles matches would just be so beneficial. Like I, I really okay. do because yeah. they like to do a lot of things where they like to throw everybody on the card, and I get it, give everybody a right. payday. Well, but I really like I feel like. Let's make WrestleMania feel a little bit more about mm-hmm. about the titles. And I'm not a big, like, titles matter guy, but I sure. feel like maybe for once you could go that direction. Well, real Let's quick. See. I'm sorry. I'm but sorry. Also, yeah. I, I can see what you're, you're saying about singles matches because that was one of my main complaints about, you know, the winner of the Royal Rumble, that if they do, whoever does win, it needs to be a singles match because the last time they had a women's singles match at – WrestleMania that didn't involve, you know, Lumberjills or multiple women in the match. I want to say Trish. it was like, Mickey you know, Molly Holly versus Victoria. And oh, then yeah. Mickey and Trish. Yeah, Molly and then, Victoria. but there's, it's been over the years, it's been so sporadic. It's not something we're accustomed to seeing, like as on the other shows where there's single title defenses. Right. Um, you know, I would like to see Alexa get that mania moment against Asuka. And I feel like, even if it is a singles one-on-one match, Nia Jax is going to come out there with Alexa, obviously, because they're hip to hip. And like I said, there this idea brings about so many things. But you know, it'd be nice to see that for once, not a triple threat match. And this also can bring up the conversation of you know, Raw General Manager, just you know, put this foot down, just like hey. It's going to be a one-on-one contest. It's not going to be Sasha Banks. You're getting in this match just because or anybody else. It's going to be a one-on-one fight. And that could set up a whole bunch of possibilities. But a Mania card, I feel like over these years, needs to trim it down when it comes to being so extra with everything. And then plus there's the pre-show. We don't know what's going on in the pre-show with the women. Right. You know, well. so... That's probably going to be a multi-woman matchup too, and sure. then whatever they're going to do with the SmackDown Women's Title, also. Well, let me rebut real quick before we move on to Ronda. Just for for the record, 
I agree with you guys on premise. You're right. It, I, I think in a perfect world, the championship should always be a singles match. But let me explain to you why I think this should be a triple threat. For one, you all you just said yourself, most every match is going to be a singles match anyway. So I think variety on a card is always good to have. But more than anything, the problem we've had with all these other multi-women matches that we've had over the past year have been simply one issue. They've never had a story behind them. They were just trying to lump women together to get everybody on the card. In this situation, Naya, Alexa, and, and, and Asuka have all been feuding intertwined for the better part of six months. So it's not like this is something they do together just to have everybody on the card. This is a feud between all three women that would need to fit. I would equate it to Benoit, Triple H, and Shawn Michaels in that they didn't have a triple threat because they needed to throw everybody on the card. They had a triple threat because all three had an issue with each other that needed to be settled and happened to be around the championship. So I, sure. I, I understand what you're saying in that, yeah, it'd be perfect to have women, Raw Women's Championship singles match, uh, Raw, Raw, uh, SmackDown Women's Championship singles match. But don't discount the fact that this isn't, I'm not pitching this or this wouldn't be just so everybody could get on the card. This would be a match that legitimately had uh, gusto and vigor and like a real story behind it that wasn't sure. just built yesterday. It's been built right. since probably as far back as SummerSlam. Yeah, I can see that being a possibility of this being a triple threat and then maybe the SmackDown, whatever they're doing with the championship between now and, you know, SmackDown has so many things going on. Uh, right. Of course, you know, you've got the Riot Squad and whatever they're going to do with them. And then you got Absolution on Raw. So there's so many things they got to figure out between now and WrestleMania when it comes to the cards. But I can see that matchup being a triple threat. And like I said, it's because... Those women have been intertwined. It makes sense. Why not do it? Give, you know, give that moment to these women. And, you know, like I said, I would like to see that happen. But I also would like to see a one-on-one -on -one contest, especially if both women's matches become multiple, like, women matches. That's going to be overkill for me. Like, yeah, I agree with two that. triple if threats. Both of them are, like, then it's a problem, yes. Like, make a difference. Like, something different. Especially... You know, the pre-show is probably going to be, what, two hours? Yeah, definitely two hours. God, yes. three hours <sighs> all day. Wake up at 8 a.m., start the pre-show. And then you got takeover, no. takeover that weekend. So yeah. you, no one knows how things are shaping up between now and then. So you got to have a difference going up and down the card. It can't be the same match over and over. Because I have a feeling we're going to have multiple matches where it's going to be like, didn't I just see this kind of shit on the pre-show? Like, you know, you're going to feel like that eventually. But, you know, I just would like a change eventually. I'm with you completely. So I, we, we all, I think, are on that point. So let's try to transition to this. Um, Ronda Rousey. This is probably the biggest thing happening in wrestling right now. And I'd say in all of wrestling, and that includes non-WWE uh, non fans, because this is legitimately mainstream news. Every news station was talking about this Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Um, Ronda's a household name. There's not very many in sports right now, at least in combat sports. And she's one of them. She's one of the biggest UFC draws in history. In fact, she is... I'm not going to be as ignorant to say she created women's MMA, but she definitely popularized it. Um, Gianna Carano deserves some respect for that too, but Dana wouldn't get 
a, a division in UFC until he saw Ronda. So she is a trailblazer. She is a champion. She got her ass with those last two match, last two fights, but Ronda's a draw. So for her to sign a WWE and most notably full time. Now I don't know if full time means she'll be there every Raw, and she won't be back for about a month because she's has prior engagements filming a movie. But she's not. This isn't something she's doing like one match and then I'll see what happens. Like she signed for three months, for three years. That's a big statement. Um, she came out after the women's match, after the women's Royal Rumble match. Many people had an issue because they said she upstaged Oscar. I don't believe that. I'm sh- I understand the argument. But, man, what is she going to do? Are you okay with her being there? Uh, do you think she upstaged Oscar? Like, what are your thoughts on the whole Ronda Rousey situation being signed to WWE? Well, first of all, I understood everybody's grievances on Twitter and social media accounts about the upstaging of Asuka and how dare she. And this is overshadowing a moment of a historical event for the women. I get that. Totally get that. I agree with Nikki Bella and all the women that have been putting out their thoughts that they hated how that happened. But also, that can be kind of a work, too, to put more emphasis on how freaking dare she but at the same time i'm not a follower mma but i do know ronda rousey i know misha tate i'm familiar with chris cyborg and gianna carano i remember when there was discussion of women's mma being a thing for a number of years yeah and them wanting chris cyborg to be the face yeah. of the women's division in USC. I remember all of that. And Misha Tate and yep. then Ronda Rousey. And then there were so many other women, like some of the women they have now, I'm not really familiar with, but I remember reading articles about, you know, Shayna Baszler and stuff like that. Yeah. So I'm familiar with those women of just knowing that this has been a thing that's been going on for like a decade or more. So for me with Ronda, when it comes to Ronda and seeing how she portrays herself, not only on you know television screens but in real life and i watched the ultimate fighter season with her misha tate and it one it turned me off as an individual because i was just like jesus like is she really this just like cold face about anything to anyone but at the same time i understand that she's like this because she has a huge chip on her shoulder to really be like that because she's been doing this for so long but you know there's also another side of where it's just like girl relax you know but that's people's personality i can't change that so knowing ronda seeing how she is and how she does not care (laughs) who is on the opposite side of her you know octagon you know when i watch some of her stuff in usc they'll be on commentary being like well you know Keisha Shante, she did this and blah, blah, blah. She won this many, you know, matches and blah, blah, blah and all this stuff. Ronda comes out there and she'd be like, I don't care about Keisha or Shante. Clocks them. For me, when she did that to Asuka, I'm like, I wouldn't expect her to do it any other way than that. Ballsy, I don't care that you're here. I don't care that you exist. Hi, Charlotte. Hi, Alexa. Wow, okay, I have to acknowledge you because I work here with you now, but I really don't care. I'm the real star. I'm the big deal. And when you go against me, you're going to be like the rest of the women to me beforehand. You don't matter. So I was fine with it. I get people's grievances, but Ronda Rousey, I don't see her doing it any other way. 
than that. Yeah. Um, so here's here's my thoughts. A couple of things. First of all, Ronda Rousey. I'm this like people getting upset about Ronda. Like if you're truly upset about her upstaging the women, so to speak, I feel like for me, her upstaging the women, and I still wouldn't have felt this way, would have been if she had been in the Rumble. And like, and what that shows me is that we would have been mad regardless. Yeah. Because yeah. a lot, a lot of, a lot of people were upset that they thought, okay, Stephanie McMahon is on commentary and she's upstaging the women. She's going to be in the Rumble. Blah 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 blah. She's going to upstage women. We were waiting for someone to upstage the women. That's what it felt like. We were just waiting, mm-hmm. and who was it going to be? And so I felt like the timing was actually perfect right. for her to come out, you know, because like you said, you know, Ronda, she don't give a shit. Nope. When she was in the octagon, she didn't give a shit. She just she went out there care. and whooped ass. Yeah. And like, I, I remember one of her post match interviews after she won, I think this is before the title. And they were asking her about the girl, and she was just like, who? I was just like, wow, you really don't care. <laughs> yeah, she really? doesn't. She is brutal, she yes, absolutely. And, and here's the thing. And here's the thing. Everything that's gone on post-Ronda Rousey, talking about, you know, the women coming out and saying what they've been saying about her. I mean, I almost feel like if you don't realize this, is, if you don't think this is a work, right. like, come on. Like, the idea tell. here is Ronda is here to piss everybody off. She's here like, I walked in, I pointed at the WrestleMania sign, I'm the big name, just like you said. This is this is my place now. Like, this right. is my ring. She yep. said it before when she was, when she showed up at WrestleMania with The Rock and Triple H and Stephanie were in the ring, she's like, any ring is my ring, basically. Yeah. And she's basically coming in and saying, this is mine. And so I think it's perfect. And I, and I hope that the WWE, obviously I know they're not, you know, they didn't sign her for nothing. Right. And I, the one thing I love about Ronda, and I know a lot of people don't like her, you know, there's some other reasons, outside reasons people don't like Ronda, and that's fine. Um, but she's been a wrestling fan. You know, mm-hmm. she actually loves wrestling. And I want people in the WWE, in wrestling companies, that actually love it. Right. Because I feel like she's going to, I mean, she's going to put in the work anyway, but I feel like, you know, she's going to put in the work to be as good at this as she can possibly be. And really give the fans something to, to care about. And not unlike, and I I shouldn't say unlike, it's not fair, but Brock Lesnar, who's hardly ever there. You know, mm-hmm. this is, to me, this is a full-time thing. And she's going to be, I, I like to think she's going to be there at least more than he is. Oh, yeah. But, you know. But also with Brock, when they first brought him back, um, I remember just hearing the rumors. I don't remember knowing specifically that he was being back. And I remember turning on Monday Night Raw, and he just, when I heard that music, first of all, that music, I remember when he freaking debuted Mm -hmm. and was just like, what the hell? And I had that same thought when I heard that music, what the hell, oh my God, everybody get the hell out the way, because now Brock's here. (laughs) Every time I hear his music, I'm ready to get up and run. I don't want no problems (laughs) with Brock on any day. So when he came out there... You could see even how the crowd reacted and the roster reacted of like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, he was a wrestler with MMA. Now he's here. Should we even have him here? Like, everybody was in a panic. And it's the same thing with Ronda. Like, I think if they had Sasha Banks win the match and Ronda came in there and did that, stood her hand out, I think Sasha Banks would try to get in an altercation with her. 
Because yeah, I feel like that grab. tension yeah. would have been there. Like, how dare you? I'm the Iron Woman, and you're going to come out here and just walk in front of me and take my moment, and you point at the sign? Girl, I point at the sign, not you. Yeah. But with Asuka, <laughs> Asuka, like Ronda Rousey, is a dangerous threat that doesn't have to say shit. Yes. What she yeah. does shows you you don't want no problems with her. And so seeing that and where it felt like a lot of people missed out and misunderstood that they did that on purpose and seeing the look on Charlotte's face, like, you know, it wasn't necessarily cause you ruined this moment for, her, but for Charlotte was like, how dare you come and stand in front of me? I am the daughter of Ric Flair. I'm genetically superior to every woman. Five time yeah. woman champion. Do you think you are? So Charlotte, that puts a chip on her shoulder of like, I've been helping gear this thing. But with Rhonda, just like Asuka, she doesn't give a fuck about everything that they've been doing. (laughs) She's been doing her own thing and not caring about what everybody else's struggle is. So they have the two catalysts right there that could be a great matchup eventually. But I feel like they're going to keep using this to keep people pissed off at Rhonda. Because for whatever reason, Rhonda likes to be hated. She's a natural heel, and like in real life, she feeds off of that. Like yeah, in real man, she life, she's a heel. Like she's a she the sweetest chick ever, but like she is so hateable. It is. It's the same thing with Shayna Baszler. Like you know, yeah, but Shayna's a real like, dick though. Like like Ron yeah. is a nice person. Shayna's a dick. Yeah, but <laughs> you know? see the difference. The difference is with those two is that, like I said, Ronda's silent but deadly. Shayna. Like when you see Shayna, you're just like, I don't know if I even say should say happy birthday to her. She <laughs> might, yeah, hurt me. absolutely. You know, and Shayna, you know, she's more able to express what how she feels verbally, where Rhonda's just like, I'm not saying anything, I don't care. So that's a dangerous side to her too. And you know, watching MX NXT, and of course, people's upset about that, but I was just like, great match. Shayna Baszler, like. I enjoyed it. Everybody else hated it. I enjoyed it, and I wrote about it this week, but the main reason why I enjoyed it is because they made Shayna Baszler look the way she's supposed to look. And when she was on the indies wrestling, anybody she went against, didn't matter if he was a 10-year pro, she hurt them, and they looked <laughs> hurt. And that's what she's supposed to do. That's what I'm supposed to see from Shayna Baszler. And it's going to be the same thing with Ronda. I don't know who they're going to throw in there with first, but if you're going to keep that mystique and show that she is dangerous, you got to make me believe it. And her being ballsy like that is the same thing with Brock Lesnar. Brock Lesnar, when he first came in that company, his size alone had you backing up. Absolutely. And so no one wanted no part of Brock back in the day. And he was a greenhorn, as they would say. Mm-hmm. But now he has a USC title reign on him and stuff like that. It's just like, oh, my God, you've gotten scarier. Since the last decade, so more legitimate, more legitimate, <laughs> and now even though like like you said, we don't see him much. They haven't really done much with him. You still have that fear factor in you that this is Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I mean he's absolutely a draw. I just for me personally as a wrestling fan, I want to if, if mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar is going to be a if Brock Lesnar is in the WWE, I want to see Brock Lesnar in the right. WWE. Right, you know that, that that's just me. That's just me personally. I understand but, like a lot of people love that mystique about Brock like ah oh, we got Heyman he can talk well, for him you know I what I mean I will say this and it's very true this this is my beef with Shinsuke Nakamura certain wrestlers the more you see them the more they don't feel special anymore 
Like right. Shinsuke doesn't feel special now because we see him every Tuesday. When he was on NXT, we saw yeah. him maybe twice a month, maybe, and it felt special every time mm-hmm. you saw him. And so certain wrestlers are like that. So with Brock, even if he was willing to wrestle a more full time schedule, I wouldn't want to see him every week because it don't feel special. Right. Um, especially that, that's been as, my gripe. Yeah. Especially seeing as you know what he's been like. He was full time. He left, got bigger, and came back. So it just if it doesn't feel like he's just a regular. Oh, I'm just a regular wrestler on the roster. Like he feels right. different. And the thing is with Brock is that you know when you look at his accolades, everything he did in his first year in that company was he unheard of. Yeah, absolutely. He did everything. He went to MMA, conquered that. No Dander one thought he was football. going. To, you know, conquered football never played it. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like he's. What it is, people, you're just like, Jesus Christ, if we gave him baseball bat, are we sure he's going to not hit us with it or hit the ball? Like, you're you're terrified because you don't want to know that he's going to conquer that. Yeah. And he's one of those beasts that's able to beat anything that's in front of him. I wonder how he is on video games. He is probably a monster. Well, but... he probably sucks because he probably breaks the damn controller every second. Well, hold on, though. <laughs> Has he mastered the shooting star press yet? I don't think he'll ever try to master that again. He learned his lesson. I, I, don't, I don't need him to do that no more. We've had I, that I, had to take a, I had to take a little shot at Brock there, but he's kind of like, almost like Bo Jackson. Like, yeah. you feel like he could just do anything. Like, Absolutely. Right. Yes. You know? And with and with him, like, you know, I get the whole thing. You want to see him more often. And it's because a lot of us that, you're, you know, been watching wrestling for years, especially if you've been watching all the television programs for a number of years, you're used to seeing your current champion every week, yes. every night. You know, so we're in that we're spoiled to that. And where we're getting Brock, he's just like, excuse me, it's the 3rd of September. No, I will be there on the 15th. I'm not coming this week. He's doing it because he doesn't have to do that. He can remain champion and still put that fear in you that, you know, I mean, some it's like it reminds me of the Undertaker in the 90s. Sure. Undertaker would take six months off. No one knew where the hell he was because, you know, on television, he's supposed to be a zombie. Dead. He rises up <laughs> from the grave when he feels like it. Yeah. So it felt normal. Then when you would hear that music, we'd, you'd just be like, oh, my God, I don't know who did it, what's going on, but now he's here. So yeah. to see Brock Lesnar come out of nowhere and beat the man that's had us scared for years lets you know that he ain't nothing to play with. I still and, haven't recovered from that, by the way. My eyes there. jumped out of my head. I was there. I couldn't I couldn't put it together in words that I just saw that. Like, did that's, you really just do that? That's how you feel. Imagine how we felt there. Oh, yeah, the I crowd would... was silent. We, it, it felt was, like it was dead silent, yes. It if, it looked like a funeral, for real. Like if you if you've I, ever seen air leave a room, it felt like all the air left the room. Watching it at home watching it and seeing how it was just you could tell it was a moment because the whole arena was quiet and it felt like because i remember sitting there be like now isn't this funny undertaker's supposed to be dead rises up from grave and he's at a funeral isn't that something at a funeral like isn't that something and is not even here for this the most underrated part of that entire that entire package is the fact that david didn't play music for like 30 seconds Right. To make you really think, did this shit just happen? Because you know, normally after somebody wins, music plays instantly. No, they let it sit. And we were like, 
yo, this ain't real, is it? This didn't happen. It, yes, it was. It was. A, it was an amazing thing to remember and to say I was there for that. It's crazy. I don't want. I don't want to talk about that anymore. <laughs> it still doesn't hurt. Okay, and, it still hurts. And and before we move on, um, I do want to point out one more thing that neither of us said. Um, yes, Rhonda comes with a bit of a reputation. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, Rhonda comes with a bit of a uh, of a, a of an interesting backstory. But one thing we have to remember: not only was she a fan of this, but she was personally endorsed by Rowdy 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 Piper. Yes. She, right. she not only did she love him growing up, but Rowdy 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 Piper loved her, treated her like one of his daughters, gave her, gave her the use of his nickname, and his son gave her the jacket that she wore uh, Sunday. That's actually uh piper's jacket that he wore to the ring so yeah more than her being a fan the fact that one of the greatest of all time personally endorses her means that you can't say nothing to her about me you can't say nothing to her right about me and on yeah. top of that that is a good ass lever jacket because this lasted all those years yes well <laughs> you know look at all the, look at all look that. at all the sequins that uh, your boy flair got they was making money back then i'm just i'm just saying like it lasted all of that time, you know, leather over time cracks. <laughs> that's you know, good stuff. You know, maybe that's that Canadian. Piper leather. should let us know where he went and got that joint before he went out of here. You know, I um, we need to, we need to bring this to an end, but before we go, I do want to get your thoughts real quick on what do you think about the first ever women's elimination chamber? Like doors are being kicked down for real, for real. And I do think that they revamped the elimination chamber and it is safer. It makes them more comfortable. Uh, cause that old chamber was like, listen to the guys talk about it. They said it was hell. This new chamber mm-hmm. is, is still hell, but it's safer. Like it's not chain on the ground. It's wood. And, but you know, but nonetheless, I, I, I could give a damn if it was, you know, if it was whatever, like the fact that women get a chance to be put in a match that's been consistently thought of as the most dangerous match the company has is a huge step. Uh, so what you guys think of that real quick? I'm uh, I'm actually terrified to see this because <laughs> I'm not a fan of hardcore wrestling. I know a lot of people love hardcore wrestling, but I cannot sit up and watch like death matches with light tubes and stuff. It just for me as a human being, I'm just like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> we uh, are on the same page right there. Absolutely. So and there's a level you can get, but like when you start getting the depth tubes and glass and stuff, like yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not wrestling in a ring with barbed wire. I'm just not I'm not doing it. We're not having that type of party. So getting to see this uh, actually play out will be something of just like, wow, it's happening for real. Like they are really going full out with the women. I I'm ready to see it. I I just want to see if the they let the women really go insane inside the chamber. Well, with the woman that's supposed to be in it, well, first of all, if Sasha Banks is in, she's gonna try to kill herself anyway. We know. Oh that. yeah. We know. She's that. gonna be the one busted open. Yes, she'll be the one, and she's gonna dive from the top of the damn cage or the cell, some kind of way. She's gonna jump on a pod and dive. We know this. This is Sasha. She just doesn't like her life for some reason and wants to do these crazy things. But I do think <laughs> they'll go all out, and uh, if. Mandy and and Sonya are going to be in it as rumored. I really think this will be a star making moment for those girls because mm-hmm. Mandy has a great look and she's better than she than she shows because I've seen her on live events. And Sonya Deville, like that 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 woman really has the total package. I think 
and she's still mm-hmm. putting it together. But when we're, when we're talking about Sonya in two years, like Sonya is somebody that can like really maybe not be the the top woman in the company, but she could be up there because she has so much and the package and she's believable that she's a real life fighter. And like, I really like her. So I think the, the components are there to be something special more than just the spectacle. It will be, I think it could be an actually special match too. Carl. What do you think? Yeah. Um, first of all, I agree with pretty much everything you guys are saying. I'm really looking forward to it because it's another one of those. And I, I, I say this so I can get to a, a broader point. This is, um, it's another one of those firsts, right? The first women's hell in a cell, the first women's Royal rumble, the first elimination chamber. Um, and I, I won't without naming names and I don't usually do stuff like this, but without naming names, um, I've had friends of my own personal friends comment on anything they can do to be negative about the women doing something that the men do. It seems like it's so common now. Like when, when we had the women's Royal rumble and I, I saw that they were planning to make it go on last. It was like, I, I, I sent that in a group text to some friends and it was like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, really? What's the big deal? And so same thing with the elimination chamber, someone breaks the news and a buddy of mine is like, really? Like everything's the first ever. Well, yeah, because it's, never it's been the one. first ever. It's never been There's one never before. been one. And if it bothers <laughs> exactly. you so fuck, and if it bothers you so fucking much, it'll be over in a month. And then never again will there be another first ever. Okay. Right. Th- th- like to me, and I, I hate to be this way, but it's like, what does it matter? Why does that bother you so much? You know, like right. to me, it's a great thing. Like, because we're finally showing that for sure, so many years, like it felt like people used to make fun of the women's division, the divas division as the piss yeah. break, right? Like this was what people did. And now they're making these women just as legitimate as everyone else. And that matters. And like, mm-hmm. it's another aspect of wrestling to love. Like if you love wrestling, why are you down on this? This is another reason to love it. And yeah. so it's great. totally looking forward to it. Can't wait to see it. Can't wait to see how Sasha tries to kill herself, of course, like always, because she's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think it's going to be great. Um, You know, it's we got to do these things. You know, the, right. the women have proven they've they're, they deserve it. You know, there's nothing more to say about it, really. Yeah. They deserve this opportunity in this moment. So let's let them have it. And then, you know, from let then on normal. out. Yeah, it's just make That's it normal. And when it thing. becomes normal, you know, we don't think about. We don't think about it anymore. It's just like, right. yeah, the women are going to have their match. Cool. They I, do this never get, I never understood where people get mad where they have to put the first ever women's thing. And it's like, it's like you said, it's it's never been done before. The women have been shunned from a lot of things in that company for years, going back to the 80s. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, if you read up on stuff online that, you know, was even more restricted in the 70s and 60s, women wrestling worldwide. So to see that they get to do these things and yes, it's annoying when you keep hearing it over and over, but you have to put it out there because one, if you look at their audience now, uh, when I watched one of their, uh, I think it was Monday Night Raw a couple weeks ago, I had to pause the DVR and I was just like, wow, I don't remember this being a thing. There is a lot of young girls in that audience now. So this is not just important to wrestling fans. It's important to them little girls that this is a moment to them because this is going to last with them forever. Like I said with me, you know, when I was telling you guys off air, Sable and Jacqueline, I remember that women's title match because it happened on my birthday for one. But to me, watching that, that meant something. 
it meant something important. I remember when Trish won the title the first time. You know, you have to do those things to let them know that this is important just as anything else in this company. So, yeah. You, I mean, you, barriers have to be broken. I mean, right. you talk about like, like me and Rance, for instance, we are both fathers to two daughters. Of, of two daughters, both Each. of us. So that is, that is poor young ladies growing up in a world, you know. <laughs> And I can point to the to this, even though it's wrestling, whatever. I can point to a lot of different things in this world and be like, "You can do this shit too. This isn't well, just like this isn't a man's world." You know what right. I mean? Well, what hold on, think? Carl. Let me tell you. Can I tell you a story real quick? Just real quick. Sure. Yeah. I've tried to get my oldest daughter is nine. Her name is McKinley. Mm-hmm. I've tried to get her to watch wrestling with me forever, forever. <laughs> yeah. She would watch it just because I was watching it, but the second I turned my head or uh, I have sleep apnea, so I'd fall asleep or whatever it was, she'd run, she'd leave. Well, I took her to an NXT show, and she saw women, and she was like, we wrestle? I was like, yeah. So one day we're, we're watching, in fact, I'll tell you what it was. It was right before the women's uh, Money in the Bank match, and she was yeah. watching it with me, and she saw Carmella come out, and she said, Daddy, women really wrestle? I said, yeah, maybe yeah. women wrestling just like anything else. I like this. I like her favorite wrestler's Carmella because, of course, Carmella's cool, <laughs> wears the Jordans and all that stuff, right? She's fabulous. And to this day... She's not only does she watch wrestling with me anytime she can. She asks me about it. She wants to go to another show. She'll play the game with me. She's into it, but she wouldn't watch it because she didn't think it was for girls. So what they're doing right now affects me on a personal level more than most people could ever understand. And I can speak to that too, just like your daughter. I had the same thought when I first got into wrestling because I, you know, I was watching WCW first and I didn't see no women. You know what I'm saying? So... I didn't think women got in a ring. And then when I started watching both programs, that's when I was just like, oh, this is a thing. Like, this actually happens. And that sticks with you. And, you know, that really pushed me into getting in more involved in women's wrestling because I wanted to know if this is just not just something I see on television, but this is an actual real thing. And all of these things that they're doing right now are important to making everyone see that this does matter. It's not just a paper champion. This is a woman in our company holding a belt. You know, I remember when China won an intercontinental belt Huge. and how big that was and how she was on every magazine cover. So, yeah, you know, this is a big moment. We're on the brink of this becoming a bigger thing than what we're just seeing on television. Uh, I think we should leave it at that. I just want to kind of uh, put a bow on it. Guys, equality is important in this world um and just because something isn't important to you or doesn't have any relevance to you doesn't mean it doesn't to somebody else this is a time in this world where we all need to be more cognizant of that more than ever you you don't have to like it but at least understand why it's there so yeah for what WWE something has done, for everyone now yes i applaud them i'm thankful that it's finally gotten to this point that they finally did it we can complain all day long about how they haven't, but let's appreciate the fact that they're there. With that being said, Sierra, thank you. We, we're going to do this again soon, definitely. And next time, we'll just shoot the shit and just talk about whatever you want to mm-hmm. talk about. Um, <laughs> but we got to get out of here. We got lives. Carl has kids. Yep. I have kids. Uh, um, I'll tell you what. So let's do this. Uh, give them your information. Tell them where they can find you. Whatever you want to say uh- to the people. Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at CIARA92189. I write about women's wrestling. And if you see me post a link to an article, check it out. You know, I cover 
women's wrestling, not just WWE, what happens in TNA, Impact Wrestling, whatever they're called this week, because they change their names like light bulbs. Uh, <laughs> right. I cover, you know, I changed, I cover women's wrestling in Japan, uh, Puerto Rico, anywhere, anything. So and, I and cover a wide spectrum. For the record, guys, I didn't, I didn't want to introduce her because I wanted to introduce herself to do it justice. But she's not a women's wrestling expert, just that. She's a wrestling yeah. expert that just happens to be well-versed in women's wrestling. So don't put her in a box. Please don't. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah. I mean, well, I don't mind talking about women's wrestling, but I just want people to understand that I'm not just in wrestling and got involved in it for one thing. I got into it because I love it all. Well, it's a good, it's a good way to introduce you, you know, and then as we go along, bring you on more often, you know, mm-hmm. we don't have to talk about, we can talk about anything. Uh, you're you're going to be a regular, yes. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and 100% say that you are way more into wrestling and know way more about wrestling than I have than I know. Okay, that, that's, <laughs> you probably, You've probably forgotten more about wrestling than I know at this point. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. that, that's, I just, I feel that when, we, when we've had these conversations and stuff. So I just wanted to throw that out there. But you guys, it's such an honor to have you on here. And I hope everybody actually follows and when you're listening, don't just say, oh, yeah, she's throwing out her Twitter handle. No, Follow do it, yep. you know, because you're going to you might actually learn something. You might get some good, you know, some good information that you didn't know. You might read something that you didn't think you would normally read. That's that's the whole point of this. You know, that's why we throw out all our bullshit. So and I'm just going to throw out mine real quick. And real quick that, <laughs> this is coming from two pretty tenured com- uh, columnists, you know, yeah. pretty, pretty. We're not famous, but we're pretty decently known. And we're saying yeah. like she's better than us. Like well, follow like follow not... her stuff. And I appreciate the compliments because you know I don't I'm not one of those people that like has like you know a ego and you know that's selfish for my own right in wrestling. I just you know I love wrestling all around. I cover women's wrestling because it, that is something with wrestling that I've always just loved and enjoyed, and I've stuck with it for a number of years because yeah. of my love and admiration for it. And, you know, it's, you know, I told you guys uh, off air that, you know, this is my last year covering it and stuff like that. And when I made that announcement on Twitter and seeing all the feedback I got and then seeing some wrestlers even saying, I was just like, first of all, I had to sit there and I was just like, wait, you read my stuff? <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I mean, I've interacted with a few of them, but it just also just put in my mind that like, you know, what I've been doing isn't just something that, you know, a lot of people do. I took an interest in it and I ran with it for a long time. So, you know, if people have a legitimate respect for me, I thank them for it because this has been a heck of a journey that's just been so fun from beginning to end. And I haven't had a moment where I hated it. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt about it. Go ahead, Carl. So I'll... Yeah, I'll let, I'll let Rance close us. Um, so you can find me on Twitter at K-E-R-V-I-N-S-M-C. Um, yeah, just hit the follow button, man. That's cool. Uh, I don't really do a lot of other social media. Don't have Facebook, don't have Instagram, don't have Snapchat, all that bullshit. So that's where you're going to find me. Uh, maybe one day I'll write again on Lords of Pain, but until that <laughs> moment. Until that <laughs> moment. <laughs> oh. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, I'm enjoying this avenue a lot more right now. So, um, you know, we'll just do the Twitter thing and the podcast thing. Ranch, you can uh, take us home, sir. 
You can also find Carl on Plenty of Fish at Sexy Face Carl. <laughs> no, um, sir. <laughs> I'm just kidding. He don't I want have, those fish. He don't want those fish at all. Not. He's very happily married. Um, yes. Good okay, Lord. so all right, let me run this down. You can follow the podcast at the SMC Podcast. You can follow the podcast network at Social Suplex. Follow Ricky and Clive at Ricky and Clive. Follow One Nation Radio at One Nation Radio. Follow Keeping It Strong Style at KI Strong Style. Follow our brother Caleb at the at SMC underscore Cal B. Uh, you can follow your boy at It's Ray Cash R E Y as in Mysterio C A S H as in Dollar Signs. Um, the Social Suplex Podcast Network uh, T-shirt giveaway is over for now. Shout out to Kyle Morris. He's the guy who won. You can nice. also, yeah, right. Kyle's a deserving guy. Hey, uh, before you say one more thing, and I, yes. I hate to do this, but we're yes. closing here. Do not follow Ricky and Clive right now because not until after Sunday, because <laughs> one of them is an Eagles fan and I will Ricky. not have that on this podcast. Go Patriots this Sunday. This is, All right, he doesn't like the Eagles cause he's a Cowboys fan. So he's a bit bitter. Correct. Wow. Um, I don't do football side. So it doesn't matter to me. Well, just know that both teams are bad. That's all you need to know. Yes. Um, yeah. You can yeah. you can get you can listen to the podcast on anything you get your podcasts on Stitcher, Apple Music, uh, Google Play, uh, Podbean is where we host them, so that'd be perfect. Uh, at Social Suplex Podcast Network, listen to us. Give us a you know give us a good rating. Uh, as Jeremy would say, put us over. Give us the, give us that five star Dave Meltzer special. Um, yeah, leave us a comment. You can email us at thesmcpodcast.gmail.com man just hit us up we love interaction let us know who you want to get on the podcast uh, because this is for y'all like if we if it was just for us we would have never started we never would have started recording and just talked so yeah this is for yeah. y'all let us know what you think let us know what you want us to talk about let us know what you, who you want on the podcast I'm sure we'll be having a mailbag again with you with you guys questions but with that being said anybody else want to say anything else before we get out of here Anybody? I just want to say um, thanks for listening. Really look, uh, really enjoyed this. Uh, it was good talking to you, Sierra. And I just want to, you know, give the old God bless to everyone. That's well, it. That's it. Thank you guys for listening. We'll holler at y'all later. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. 